皆様ご起立くださいこんにちはパラリンピックファンズのラバーズのショットスタンドウォーク2コバージョンの TOKYO2020 パラリンピックサンキューフレームライブパッカスフォーファンズのオリンピックスパラリンピックスアイムヨーホスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージェラスト、ジョージ
All right. Some news COVID situations going on. Similar to the Olympics, there are COVID cases related to the Paralympics, including some athletes. So there's COVID in the village, but this is a first. The Kyoto News reported that a person from overseas who is linked with the Paralympics but is not an athlete has been hospitalized after testing positive on Monday. So this patient is not displaying severe symptoms, they've said, but still that's a step further than, well, many steps further than anybody wants to happen, but that's kind of scary to think about. Well, I am going to speculate just a tiny bit on this one, Mm -hmm. because if this person is not displaying severe symptoms, but was still hospitalized, that tells me there's a complicating factor Mm. that he or she has some kind of pre-existing condition that that they're putting that person in the hospital as a preventative Mm. measure. Right. And I think that's the real worry with so many of the Paralympic athletes is that there are so many pre-existing conditions that could just be exasperated by this. So hopefully we can keep this contained for just another week or so. All right. Moving on to what officiating a volunteer job do we want? Allison, what would you like to do? I don't think I've ever laid claim to the medal assistance. Oh, I don't okay. think I've ever said, I think it was just sort of assumed that we all knew I would want to be a medal assistant, but I'm I'm going to claim that officially I want my blue outfit. I want to guide the people to the medal stands. And with the para-athletes, it's even kind of more fun because if they're visually impaired, you can, you physically helping them to the medal stand. So that makes it an even more visceral experience. Mm-hmm. So I want my blue outfit. I want to make sure they get the right color. So may tea flowers help them off the stand, escort them out. I want the whole job. Excellent. Excellent. I have many jobs lining up. <laughs> I see. But today I think we'll go to goalball. And there's a handful of things I would like to do in goalball. But the first big one I would like to do is be the official on the goal line who not only says, oh, this was a goal, but also kind of bounces the ball back into them. <laughs> and I like how they just kind of chunk it down. And it doesn't have as much bounce as you said yesterday that you would like. So it's got sort of a sort of a thunk. Yeah. And it looks like they like kind of medicine ball-y. I wonder if you hold it, if it's a little heavy or not. Sometimes they also do some taping, retaping. And I've, I have experience doing that. I did see a tape job and I went, oh, that's not a good tape job because it was a little bubbly. But I have done some taping of floor in my life. Okay, I'm going to reference back to one of our Olympic shows. You're no Latvian basketball player (laughs) who can tape his foot back together. (laughs) All right. Before we get to today's action, we'd like to tell you about our Kickstarter campaign. We have media accreditations for the Winter Olympics and Paralympics in Beijing next year. And if, if coverage of the Paralympics has got you all riled up here... Us being in Beijing will make it a little bit better. I'm not going to say it's going to make it all better, but we're going to move a step in the right direction with having more on-the-ground coverage in Beijing. This is coming up really quick. We're so excited for this opportunity, but it was the opportunity that came knocking probably three to five years earlier than we'd planned. So we operate on a shoestring budget anyway, and our shoestrings are not as long as they need to be to get all the way to Beijing. So we have a Kickstarter campaign to help fund this project, and we need your support to get there. Find out more about our campaign and check out our fabulous supporter bonuses, kickstarter.com slash profile slash flame alive pod. 
I'm waiting for somebody to become a director. Oh, that would be there fun. Are there are rules where you can tell us, oh, you are going to go to the sport today. And with you being there, you can actually, especially for the Paralympics, you will absolutely go. You will do what you are told. <laughs> you are a good Midwestern girl. You follow instructions well. All right. Track cycling. I want to kind of reiterate maybe every day or so what the classes mean because I still get confused and it still seems like so many events. So track cycling today, it was a one-time trial that was for the women's B class, which is a visual impairment. So it was a tandem rider situation. The other events on today's schedule were men's C classes, which are amputations, hemiplegia, or other limb impairments. And that was individual pursuits and also time trials. So in the women's race, gold was won by Netherlands Larissa Klassen, whose pilot was Imke Brommer. Silver went to Aileen McGlynn from Great Britain, who is an OBE. It's interesting that they've got the titles in with the winners. We had a dame yesterday, right? Yes, Dame Sarah story. McGlynn's pilot was Helen Scott, and bronze went to Belgium's Greet Hoot, who was piloted by Annaline Monsieur. I did see this race. It was interesting. Again, like we, we've talked about before with this class, it's interesting to watch the pilot go and just kind of go with the flow, but steer the bike. And I bet it's kind of complicated to steer that longer bike around some of the turns of the velodrome. <laughs> what gets me with the Netherlands tires, I think this is just the whole team, is there's something with the tires in the, the making them aerodynamic because all the tires have covers on them, but there's something in them that makes them look square. So when you see the tires roll around the track, it looks like squares are, it reminds me of a Flintstone bike. You know, it just looked like squares rolling on the track. And I tried to get a picture of it, but it doesn't really photograph well. But if you go back and watch any of the Netherlands cyclists. Because optical illusions do not screenshot. <laughs> In the men's C4-5 class, 1,000 meter time trials. Gold went to Spain's Alfonso Cabello Yamas. Silver went to Great Britain's Dodi Kundi. And bronze went to Slovakia's Josef Metelka. In the men's C1, 3,000 meters individual pursuit. This is a long race. And, and long because the commentators remind you how long 3,000 meters is and how tired you get by the end of it. And they're like, hold on, just hold on a little bit more. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you feel so tired. Exactly. Like as if your energy is being drained. But yeah, I was watching 3000 meters yesterday and I'm like, they're still going. What is happening? <laughs> well, in the C1 class, gold went to RPC's Mikhail Ostashov. Silver went to Canada's Tristan Chernov and bronze went to China's Li Zhang Yu. In the C2 class, it was gold for Francis Alexander Loita. And silver went to Australia's Darren Hicks, and bronze went to China's Liang Guihua. And in the C3 class, it was gold for Great Britain's Jakob van Gas. Silver went to Great Britain's Finley Graham, and bronze went to Australia's David Nicholas. And a question Have you gotten to see some of your dressage? I was watching dressage this morning. <laughs> and what the fun thing about dressage is at the Paralympics. I feel like it's one of those sports that when you're watching, it doesn't feel like you're watching para sport. Yes. The look of it. And I mean, unless you're obviously staring at the writer and they are missing a limb, but just the feel of it is the same. 
what makes good dressage good dressage is the same. Right. And they talked so much about the partnering with the horse and just how the partnering worked together. And every once in a while you'd hear, okay, that they've got two whips because they can't use their legs to help steer the horse. And that, to me, all of that was really interesting because the whips, of course, they just basically tap the horse to make it go. It's not like you're thrashing the horse. But it's it's interesting. I wonder how that works and how you teach the horse to respond to that action. Now, from our conversation with Sydney Collier, obviously what the rider is doing is very different based on their disabilities. Mm-hmm. But looking at it as a spectator, it's just as beautiful and joyous and, and wonderful. Don't have a favorite horse yet. Surprisingly, this announcer did not tell me enough about these horses for me to fall in love with one. So I'll be watching again for my horse to love. (laughs) I need a new pumpkin. Also joyous, music selection. There was some rock today. I was surprised. There was more rock at Paralympics than there was at Olympics. But there was still, you know, the orchestral movie music the hooked on classics versions of songs, the things I was like, ooh, were you intoxicated when you picked out this music and thought that was a good idea? <laughs> and then there are a few pieces I'm like, did the horse pick the music? <laughs> did, did, it was like one tap for two. <laughs> Questions divided into five grades. That's their classification terminology. So we had grade two, grade four, and grade five today. In grade two, it's a severe trunk impairment and minimal arm impairment or moderate impairment of the trunk arms and legs. In this grade, gold went to Great Britain's Lee Pearson, who was riding Breezer. Silver went to Austria's Peppo Puch, who was on Sailor's Blue. And bronze went to Great Britain's Georgia Wilson, who was on Sakura. Grade four This is athletes with severe impairment or deficiency of both arms or a moderate impairment of all four limbs or they're short of stature. And so gold went to Netherlands' Sana Voits on Demontor. Silver went to Brazil's Rodolfo Viscala on Don Henrico. And bronze went to Belgium's Manon Clays on Sandior 2. What happened to Sandior 1? When I saw that, I went, hmm. <laughs> Maybe they just say 2 instead of junior. Fair enough. <laughs> so is there, is there Sandior 1 back home at the stables going, yay, son, you did it. <laughs> I don't know why my Belgian sounded like it was from Arkansas, but <laughs> just going to go with that. All right. And then in grade five, these are athletes who have a mildly impaired range of movement or muscle strength or deficiency of one limb or a mild deficiency of two limbs. And this grade also includes vision impairment of the B2 sport class. So this is a more mild vision impairment. The gold went to Belgium's Michelle George on best of eight. Silver went to Great Britain's Sophie Wells on Don Cara M., and bronze went to Netherlands, Frank Hosmar on Alphaville. So you will see these riders and horses again, along with the other top eight in each grade for the individual free competition. It was nice to be able to watch that. I'm like, oh, you did put a stream on. It, it kind of surprised me that they put the stream on for equestrian and not for fencing. It was uh, yeah. a strange choice. 
It might be easier to do equestrian because, well, the thing with the fencing competition is you start with pools. And so everybody's got to fence each other in the pools and then it goes to knockout stages. So it's probably a little trickier to show on a screen, but you can work that out. Maybe you don't show the pools. Maybe you start at qualification or maybe, you know, you just have multiple streams. I don't know. Or maybe you just even show the medal rounds. We'll take that. We'll take what we can get. Anyway, Golden Ball. We had more men's and women's preliminary action on the men's side. Belgium defeated China 10 to 3. U.S. beat Brazil 8 to 6. I saw this game and it was a lot closer than it looks. So I have stuff to look up. The U.S. started off getting a delay of game penalty. And the commentators had said, did you watch this? I did not see the beginning of the game, but this is the game that I did watch. Okay, so they got a delay of game. And the commentator's like, yeah, there are a couple of delay of games going on in this tournament. So the referees are no nonsense, man. And then there's another penalty called a long ball that they have to figure out what that is. Because what happens when, when you get penalties, it's not like they pull you off the court for a minute or so. It's that the other team gets a penalty shot with just one person blocking the net. And pretty much you're going to score. There were some really cool goals. There was a goal that went between somebody's legs. Brazil sprung out to the side. And and while they were splaying out, their legs split and the ball went right between them. I saw a goal in this match that sort of, it was almost like a bounce pass. Mm. It sort of, I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. It was flung and then bounced and sort of went over someone's leg in. And I was like, how did you do that? It's not a bouncy ball. And yet it did sort of, and that could have also been an, an, a bit of an optical illusion mm-hmm. that it wasn't quite as bounced as it looked, but it was very cool. Right. And Brazil had an own goal, which I did feel bad about. Oh, that's got to be the worst. But that was, it was a fun game to watch. Like some of these other sports, like track cycling, it's kind of nice and calming to watch goal ball, I think. Except for the the other job I would take is quiet, please. Quiet. <laughs> and I don't think you and I could go and see goal ball because I don't think we'd shut up. It's probably true. They would put <laughs> us in a corner. They'd put us in, you know what they would need? They would need those boxes that they have at Equestrian where the the judges are in. They're sort of like in their cone of silence. <laughs> we would need one of those for goal ball. Also on the men's competition, Ukraine beat Germany 11 to 5 and Lithuania tied Algeria 7 to 7. On the women's side, RPC defeated China 4 to 3, Turkey defeated Egypt 12 to 2, Canada beat Israel 6 to 2. And in powerlifting. Oh, I forgot another officiating job I'd want. I, I might do two. I might do the job I know exists and the job I'm going to make up because I can't verify it exists. And that would be in powerlifting. Because powerlifting doesn't have classes. They go by weights. But what they do, I noticed when on the results, they list what rack height the athlete has. So, of course, now I want to know what rack height has to do with it and why they definitely denote that in the results. And I want to know because some of these people lifted the same thing. And my, my guess would be is that someone got the higher result because they got to the higher weight first or did it in two lifts instead of three i don't know or were magically the first person in the starting order and got it first or i wonder if rack height has a point value oh that's a good question so the idea is if your rack height is either higher or lower 
the standard is different. Because that I would assume your rack height has to do with your your reach. So if you're of small stature, you're going to have a much different rack height or you have um, limited mobility in one arm or the other. And that then influences how the weight is weighted in your score. That's interesting because I did notice in track cycling that there were, I want to say adapted times, but that's not the right terminology, but they had, depending on what class you were in or your impairment, you got a different time than what the clock said because they accounted for the level of disability. So you could be very right, but I would like to be a rack adjuster. You like the pressure jobs. You wanted to change the plates. I still want to change the plates too. See, that's too much pressure for me. Because I want to know, and the Olympic side, it's they put the plates on and everybody who wants that weight goes. And then they add more weight and then you keep going. So that they'll have competitions where people don't pop in until like 20, 30 minutes into competition because now we're finally at our weight. So what do you do if you have different rack heights? Do you start with the rack at one height and then just keep adding weight and then take it off for the next rack height? Or do you go by weight again and just keep adjusting the rack? So many questions. If you know something about para powerlifting, get at us, flamealivepod at gmail.com or 208-352-6348. That's 208-FLAMEIT. You can text us or leave us a voicemail and let us know how this works because we're obviously not learning from the Paralympics. Sadly, men and women each had two weight classes today. So men started out with 49 kilograms. Gold went to Jordan's Omar Sami Hameda Karada, who lifted 173 kilograms. Silver went to Vietnam's Levan Kong, who also lifted 173. Bronze went to Azerbaijan's Parvin Mamadov, who lifted 156. In the women's 41 kilograms, gold went to China's Guo Li Ling, who's uh, got a world record and Paralympic record with her best lift of 108 kilograms. Silver went to Indonesia's Ni Nenga Widiasi, who lifted 98 kilograms. And bronze went to Venezuela's Clara Sansi Fuentes Monasterio, who lifted 97 kilograms. In the women's 45 kilograms, gold went to Nigeria's Latifa Tijani, who lifted 107 kilograms. Silver went to China's Kui Zhe, who lifted 102. And bronze went to Poland's Justyna Kozdryk, who lifted 101. And on the men's 54 kilograms, gold went to Kazakhstan's David Degtyarev, who lifted 174. Silver went to France's Axel Borlon, who lifted 165. And bronze went to Greece's Dimitrios Bakokristos, who lifted 165. Over to swimming, which I got to watch a bunch of that too. So I want to make a, a, a mention about the OBS. I, I assume it's the OBS announcers that we're hearing. The swimming announcer is not Rowdy Gaines. The swimming announcer is just as fantastic. So good. But I want to mention something that listener Dan pointed out. He really liked the announcers in Goalball. And he wanted to get their names and can't find them. I can also not find them or the names of the swimming announcers or a name of the rugby announcers that I like so much. So apparently, OBS announcers work for MI6. <laughs> yeah, they never tell who they are. They don't give their names. They don't put them on the screen. You cannot find it on OBS. 
So unlike NBC that touts their announcers endlessly, OBS announcers sort of fade into the background to the point where I want to know who they are and can't find them. So this is now my quest. I know because I noticed I, I enjoyed the equestrian announcers today as well. And I know they were different from the ones at the Olympics. Yes. The voice was different. Yes, but still very elegant. That very elegant British bordering on Dame Judi Dench set of actresses. And I'd love to know, like, how how are they connected? How did, Or are they just a, a sports commentator or a commentator in other things and they just picked up this gig? So this is now my, my search. I'm going to find out who these people are. Okie doke. Well, good luck. All right. So with swimming, our classes are S and SB1. SB is for breaststroke, but the S is for just a stroke. 1 to 10 is for physical impairments. 11 through 13 is for vision impairments. And then the larger the number, the more functional ability the athlete has. Class S14 or SB14 is for athletes with intellectual impairments. We had an individual medley today, so that's not really a sports class, but there's a really complicated calculation involved with how to index them because I think they look at all of your stroke classes and put something together. (laughs) So there are, today was a 200 individual medley. Later in the the competition, there's going to be a three-discipline 150-meter individual medley, so I am looking forward to seeing how that works. But today, competition started with the 100-meter freestyle, that's men's S5 and S4 classes, and then women's S5. In the men's 100-meter freestyle S5, gold went to Italy's Francesco Bocciardo, silver went to China's Wang Li Chao, and bronze went to Brazil's Daniel Defar Diaz. Okay, so one thing I noticed about this, I, I have a question. I can answer this question. Oh, you can answer this question. So in the freestyle, some of the swimmers who had no arms were doing butterfly kick. Not the not the silver medalist who had no arms, but he did a freestyle kick. But why do swimmers with no arms a lot can do butterfly kick and or be on their back? Why wouldn't that be backstroke or butterfly? Because technically, freestyle means you can do any stroke. So even in Olympic swimming, you don't have to do the Australian crawl for freestyle. You can do any stroke you want to. It's just the crawl is the fastest stroke. So that's what everybody does. But depending on your impairment, it may not be the fastest stroke for you. So you can do any kick, any stroke. Interesting. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. In the women's S5 class for this race, gold went to Great Britain's Tully Kearney, who got a world record. Silver went to China's Zhang Li, and bronze went to Italy's Monica Bolgioni. That was a fun race to watch because I think Tully Kearney was a little surprised that she got her world record. And in the men's S4 class, Gold went to Japan's Suzuki Takayuki, silver went to Italy's uh, Luigi Begliato, and bronze went to RPC's Roman Zdanov. Okay, so if you get, I don't know if this is on the highlight, but you should really go back and find this race because this was a good one. This, I think this is Japan's first gold, at least, if not at the Paralympics, it might be in the pool. So 
the announcers were like, well, he goes out fast and he usually can't hang because his disabilities are he has one arm that's pretty much fine. And then one is amputated at the elbow and both of his lower limbs are amputated above the knee. And then they were talking, comparing him with Beggiato, who's got two arms, two full arms, but no use of his legs. It's interesting to see how that compared in the pool because they said, oh, well, Suzuki, he usually goes out fast and he usually can't hang on. And you could see on the second length, Beggiato starting to catch up with him because this is where he's going to kick in and shine. And Suzuki, you could almost see the light flash on going, no, you are not doing this, this to me at home in my country. And he kicked it into another gear and it was so much. And, and just like put the commentators to shame almost. <laughs> This is, you know, when they scream, my house, this is my house. <laughs> oh, it was, it was a great race. Go back and watch that one. If you can find it. But there was a stream. I got it on a stream after it was over. <laughs> we got to get over this because this is going to get annoying really fast. Oh, do you want me to get me started on the Nike commercial? No, no, no. no. You no. don't want that. No. So we'll just go with this for, for our Mike and Maya <laughs> What's up with your feed today? We moved on to the 200 uh, individual medley. This was the men's and the women's SM6 classes. On the men's side, gold went to Colombia's Nelson Crispin Corzo, who got a world record. The world records are dropping like flies in this pool. It is amazing. Then silver went to RPC's Andre Granitska, and bronze went to China's Jia Huanghuan. On the women's side, Gold went to Great Britain's Maisie Summers-Newton. Silver went to Ukraine's Yelzavita Moreshko. And bronze went to Germany's Verena Schott. That is another race to go back and watch. Did you see this one? I have not yet. Okay, go back and find this one. This is also a great race because U.S.'s Elizabeth Marks was in this and they kept talking about her being in the mix for the gold. It was really going to be like Marks versus Moreshko. And what happened was that on the breaststroke leg, out of nowhere comes Maisie Summers-Newton. And she just catches up and gets ahead and just takes it off in the freestyle. And she gets this world record, and it's just incredible. Like, no one expected this. It's a great race. So remember in the Olympics when the swimmer Zach Stubble D. Cook was racing and the announcer kept saying Stubble D. Cook more than he really needed to. <laughs> well, this announcer loves saying Nelson Crispin Corso <laughs> in the same way because <laughs> she would say the entire name every time she referenced that swimmer. So I'm hoping she does the same thing with Maisie Summers Newton. <laughs> no, because they didn't know she was going to come out of any nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, she's, oh. And what I'm really, really hoping is she screws up and calls her Olivia Newton-John at least once. <laughs> People are professionals. Doesn't mean they don't get physical sometimes. <laughs> oh. Okay, then we moved on to the men's and women's 400-meter freestyle. The S11 class, this is a vision impairment class. So if you're curious about how vision impairment races work, this is a fun one to watch too. Well, they won't have seen it because they're visually impaired. 
now that you say that, I will give some props because NBC does have a track of some of the coverage gets the audio description treatment. And they had this for the opening ceremonies too, where they describe what's happening for visually impaired people. So I, I do give them some credit for putting that together and making sure that that's an option. But in how, how these races work, the swimmers have to wear blacked out goggles. And so what you get is wall tappers. So there's somebody on each end of the lane with a tapping device on a stick. And it can be anything. It can be a soft little thing. It can be a, a I think I saw a tennis ball or something. And, and this is not just a volunteer job. This is somebody who has worked with a swimmer before because they reach down and tap the swimmer when they're getting close to the wall so that the swimmer can time how far they have to go before they have to turn. And you got to get the timing just right or the swimmer is going to miss the wall or they'll bonk into the wall. And so what happens is in the men's race, you get to see where this goes wrong and where this goes right. On the same swimmer who won gold, uh, Netherlands, Roger Dorsman. And there was one time where the tapper tapped too early. And I guess they count the strokes and he counted and like flipped and there was no wall there. And you have to go back and get that that momentum again. But he was he was really far ahead anyway. He was a really great swimmer. So that was really interesting to see. And then in that race, Silver went to Japan's Tomita Yuchu. Uh, bronze went to China's Hua Dongdong. And the women's side, gold went to USA's Anastasia Pagonis, who broke her own world record that she broke in the heats. <laughs> which was phenomenal. She was so far ahead. And the commentator was great because he's like, her guide dog is named Radar, but she doesn't need Radar in the pool. But I bet Radar <laughs> would love to swim in the pool with her. I'm sure he would. Silver went to Netherlands' Lisette Brunsma, and bronze went to China's Kai Liwen. Then we moved to the breaststroke. We had men's and women's 100 meters SB9 class. And the men's side, gold went to Italy's Stefano Raimondi, silver went to RPC's Artin Isayev, and bronze went to RPC's Dmitry Bartosinski. On the women's side, gold went to Netherlands' Chantal Ziederveld, silver went to Netherlands' Lisa Kruger, and bronze went to Australia's Akira Stevens. Over to backstroke, we had the S13 class for the 100 meters. On the men's side, gold went to Belarus's Ihar Boki, so he is like walking away with some some good medals there. Silver went to Canada's Nicholas Guy Turbide, and bronze went to RPC's Vladimir Sotnikov. On the women's side, gold went to USA's Gia Pergolini, silver went to Italy's Carlotta Gili, and bronze went to Australia's Katja Dedekin. Then we had more breaststroke. I did not see this race. It was the men's and women's SB8 class for the 100-meter breaststroke. And the men's side, gold went to RPC's Andre Kalina. Silver went to Spain's Oscar Salguero Galisteo. And bronze went to China's Yang Guanlong. On the women's side, gold went to Ireland's Ellen Keane. Silver went to New Zealand's Sophie Pascoe. And bronze went to RPC's Adelina Ratsadinova. Yay, Ireland. I know, I get excited when Ireland won. And then we ended the day with our first mixed relay. It, it's called the 20 points relay. This is a four by 50 meters. And the points are you add up your classifications and they can't total more than 20 points. And you have to have two men and two women. And again, it's that strategy of putting the points together. And who do you swim when? 
Well, China just rolled away with this one. They took the gold, Italy took silver, and Brazil took bronze. Fun day in the pool. I'm glad I got, you know, it was nice to watch a bunch of swimming. In table tennis, we had another million matches. <laughs> Every once in a while, they just pop a random one on to the NBCSN show. And, and, and uh, Carolyn Mano would be like, I just love table tennis. I did see people in wheelchairs who were a little more mobile and had a little more sporting wheelchair. I also saw the, the standard wheelchairs as well. So more to try to uncover. I, our Shuklastani Millie Tapper did play, but she was not on a stream. There are like, I don't know, probably, I wouldn't be surprised if there were a dozen tables in that table tennis hall. And they only have two streams going on. So she was not on stream today. And she lost to Brazil's Bron Costa Alexander 3-0. So hopefully, and this is pool play, so hopefully she's got another couple matches or so to lift herself up in the, the rankings before knockout stages begin. Then we had some wheelchair basketball on the women's side. Germany defeated Australia 75-58. Japan beat Great Britain 54-48. U.S. beat Spain 68-34. So I did see the first half of the first quarter before it just cut out. And China beat Netherlands 45-38. On the men's side, USA beat Germany 58-55. I watched this one too and it was good because it, oh, this was wild. It was because Germany had a decent lead. It was pretty close. But even so, like there were points where the, the U.S. was down several baskets and clawed their way back near the end to, to win. Spain beat Canada 78-41. Great Britain beat Algeria 70-43. Australia beat Iran 81-39. Turkey beat Korea 80-70. And Japan defeated Colombia 63-56. I got to say, it's fun to watch wheelchair basketball because of the fundamentals you see on display that you don't get in stand-up basketball. The ball handling, like I was talking about yesterday, is so outstanding. Mm-hmm. And the use of the backboard as well. I think it's just really fascinating how much they work on getting the angles right and where on the backboard they have to hit to get the ball in the hoop. What always amazes me is, I'm going to try and say this without sounding insulting, I am about as tall standing up as a lot of these guys, especially the men, are in their wheelchairs. I am very short. And, you know, if I've ever played, you know, basketball when my daughter was young or to, I could never get the strength to get the ball up. I'm a classic air ball. And the way these guys just arc those things in, the upper body strength blows my mind. And I'm sure able-bodied basketball players are the same, but it's so easy to see in wheelchair basketball because you know that distance is so far. There's no, oh, seven footer, I can just reach up and throw it in. Yeah, that's what I like about watching wheelchair basketball is I appreciate the game a little bit more versus, oh, we found the tallest people who also can run and kind of shoot. Like you say, just tip it in. But these athletes, oh man, they did a little package on Team USA on the women's side. And in the package, they showed a clip of them working out in the weight room and just the chin ups and all of this upper body work that they do is phenomenal. Well, wheelchair fencing happened. Not that we got to see any of it. Nope. In wheelchair fencing, 
all the classes are combined into two categories. So in category A, you have good sitting balance and you you may or may not have the support of your legs and you have a normal fencing arm. In category B, you have good or fair sitting balance and minimally or affected or a normal fencing arm. So category B fencers, they could be paraplegics, they could be incomplete tetraplegics. That That's the kind of differentiation they do with these categories. It was individual epe today. On the men's side in category A, gold went to Great Britain's Pierce Gilliver, silver went to RPC's Maxim Shaburov, bronze went to China's Tiang Quan. In category B, gold went to RPC's Alexander Kuzhikov, silver went to Brazil's Giovanni Gisone, and bronze went to Great Britain's Dmitry Kutya. On the women's side, in category A, gold went to Hungary's Amarilla Veres, silver went to China's Rong Jing, and bronze went to China's Bian Jing. In category B, gold went to China's Tan Shumei, silver went to RPC's Victoria Boyakova, and bronze went to Thailand's Jana Saisuni. And we rounded out the day with some wheelchair rugby. Did you see the U.S.-Canada Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Are we all in love with Chuck Aoki now? He is so, I mean, I don't care if you don't know anything about wheelchair rugby. You have to watch Chuck Aoki because this athlete is just incredible. And he played the entire game. This is watching Michael Jordan. This is a real treat to see somebody at that level of skill and talent. Just his ability to see where to pass, to make passes happen, to maneuver his chair, to get where he needs to be. It's unbelievable. And the team is working so well together. To There were some unbelievable passes that we could not believe got caught without being intercepted. Feed announcer adores Chuck Aoki. <laughs> And clearly loves wheelchair rugby. Mm -hmm. So he's super excited when there are collisions. He's like, yes, this is what we live for. He just gets so into it. He does not talk at all about it as a sport of disabled athletes. Yeah. Yeah. The commentary is really fun to watch. Canada. Oh, it was really close back and forth. And then the U.S. stretched out their lead at the end. Poor Canada is now 0-2 in pool play, and they are a really good team. And it's just really sad. It, likely they are not going to move on out of the group stage because of that 0-2 record. A, it's a testament to the quality of the teams. But B, that's got to be rough for them. Yeah, the commentator was talking about the pool B, which is U.S., Canada, New Zealand, is just the, the death pool. That it's, they were saying that whoever comes out of that pool is likely going to be your gold medalist. The death pool and murder ball? Death pool and murder ball. <laughs> well, hey, you talk about dipping your toe into swimming, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, okay, so besides the US, Canada, Japan defeated Denmark 60 to 51. Oh, so NBCSN did show the last point of the Denmark Australia game. Denmark's got women on their team. We were wondering about who had women. Denmark's got women. Root for Denmark. 
Although I'm also rooting for Japan, too, because host nation. Australia beat France 50 to 48, and Great Britain defeated New Zealand 60 to 37. We've got one more day of pool play. Top two teams from each group move on. Uh, in Group A, Japan is undefeated. In Group B, U.S. and Great Britain are undefeated. They'll face each other next, but I believe they're both going to end up moving on just because the other two teams are 0-2. I did notice that in wheelchair basketball, if you tip over, you have to pick yourself up. Teammates were picking each other up. What my favorite system is somebody rolls over and you use their wheelchair to pick yourself up. Like you use their armrests or whatever to get up. Interesting. And I, I'm assuming it's just that the cage on the wheelchair rugby chair prevents that mobility from happening. Like once you're down, you're down. The bottom is so wide. That I think it's a bit of a T-Rex effect where even if you're, that your arms aren't long enough to reach over that very wide bottom. Right, right. We would like to take a moment to thank our Patreon patrons whose ongoing financial contributions help make this show possible. Thank you. We got some new patrons overnight. So thank you so much, new patrons. We, we will be in touch with you about how your benefits will work going forward. Thanks to our patrons, we have been able to add transcripts to our show. This is something we've wanted to do for a long time and just haven't been able to do it. So thank you, patrons. Thank you, new patrons. If you'd like to support the show on an ongoing basis, check out patreon.com slash flamealivepod. Do we have any Shukvastani's competing tomorrow? The table tennis pool play has not been updated as of yet. So if Millie Tapper has another match today, I will put it in the Facebook group and put it in the newsletter as well. Excellent. So that means it is time to say sayonara. As always, you can email us at flamealivepod at gmail.com. Text or voicemail us at 208-352-6348. Please do not forget our Kickstarter and help us reach the goal of bringing you on-the-ground coverage at Beijing. And given the Paralympics a little more of its due... That is kickstarter.com slash profile slash flamealivepod. As we go out to music by Mercury Sunset, thank you so much for listening. And until tomorrow, keep the flame alive.